0: Welcome to Copilots, the podcast where it's not just the first episode of a show,
1: but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it that second chance might just sway your mind.
0: Here, we take that chance for you and let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than one shot.
1: I'm Justice. Alongside me is my co pilot, Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in flight entertainment this week will be Smiling Friends.
0: Smiling Friends is a show from 2020.
1: And more rightly stated, 2022, I guess. It
0: also comes to us recommended by a passenger.
1: Yes, by one of our frequent flyers. So, and
0: thank you, Chris, for that recommendation.
1: Yeah. And so, this show is created by...
0: People I've never heard of.
1: <laughs> so, this show is created partially by Zach Hadel, who some flyers might know better as his YouTube handle, Psychic Pebbles. I have never heard of him. I'm not particularly like informed on him. I know he's done a bunch of shit with a channel called Oni Plays.
0: The only uh, thing I know by Oni Plays is how ha- ha- learn to
1: read is learn to read. Also, I don't. So Oni Plays is, from my understanding, a side channel for Oni. I don't remember the full channel video. It, it's a Let's Play video with them. Oh, yeah, I actually, okay,
0: so. I am actually not familiar with Only Plays at all. I'm familiar so, with their other channel.
1: Pebble Psychic Pebbles or Zach Cadel, the co creator of the show, has shown up on that multiple times. And looking at the credits from the first episode, Only Plays, that guy who runs that channel, does show up for additional music, at least in the first episode. So, but really, it's just this. He's a YouTube creator who got, I assume, really started on new grounds because I know that's where a lot of them started.
0: You know. It's weird to think that there was a time before YouTube in the internet video hosting world.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, Newgrounds started pretty fucking early. In fact, the guy who made Newgrounds shows up in episode one. Tom Fulp? Yeah.
0: If you say that's his name, I'll believe you.
1: Yeah, he uh, created Newgrounds. I think he has a another company called behemoth i don't i think they make games because i'm pretty sure he made castle crashers but i don't know if that was an independent effort that was an endeavor by a studio or whatever i don't know but yeah he does that stuff
0: w- wildly off topic you know who else makes video games that i did not know
1: me i don't i don't make video games i don't I'm, I'm a liar listeners don't don't believe me
0: the AEW referee aubrey edwards oh neat she was on the development and creative team for a little known title called scribble knots
1: i do like scribble knots
0: yeah I did not know that. Also, she was a professional ballerina for, like, two decades. Oh, damn.
1: But anyway, so I guess with that little background tied. So,
0: Smiling Friends opens with the title on the screen flashing in colors with erratic music playing.
1: I called it frenetic, but okay, close enough.
0: I would caution a seizure warning.
1: Yeah, almost. Like, the colors aren't super bright, but they are quickly moving and there's a lot of sound.
0: So then we open up on... A giant, round building that's in the shape of a smiley face.
1: Do we see the building? 1st I'm pretty sure we just start inside the building. Uh, we might just cut out. Yeah, we, we cut out later, but we just start inside the building with a yellow, hooked-nosed individual and a...
0: Yellow friend, purple friend, red friend, and green friend.
1: Yeah. Honestly, at first, I didn't know the green one was a person. It was so small, I just assumed it was like a stuffed doll or some shit sitting on a beanbag chair.
0: How could you discount green friend? Green friend has a wizard hat.
1: He does. And so Yellow and Purple are sitting there talking, and we immediately get the Purple friend's name. He's this little round thing with one piece of hair on top of his head, and his name is Pim. <laughs> and they're they're watching TV.
0: Well, Pim is showing Yellow friend a video.
1: Well, yeah, but we, we don't exactly know that at first, because they're sitting just watching, and then Yellow's like, can we watch something else? And Pim is just like, no.
0: We're almost to the good part.
1: Yeah, so then Yellow friend's just like, okay, turns around and sees Red, red, friend. red guy, who's completely nude except for a blue necktie. Like, he's not wearing clothes.
0: Does yellow friend wear clothes?
1: Yeah, he's wearing like an orange hoodie and jeans.
0: Oh yeah, he is.
1: Everyone else I've seen, except for one other character in this episode, who is voiced by Finn Wolfhard. You might know him from Stranger Things.
0: Wait, is he is he a Stranger Things kid?
1: Yeah, he he's in Stranger Things. He's he's the main I this uh, the main protagonist kid like yeah okay I don't know if main is the correct term but everyone he he's the fan favorite he's the one that like hosts Eleven in his house and stuff.
0: He was the one in the um, pup music yeah,
1: video. Yeah, more importantly, he's in pup music videos, so.
0: Yeah, so Alan Redfriend, mm-hmm. who, who he's name we learn is Alan, is on his hands and knees in the corner of the kitchen.
1: Putting broccoli on mousetraps. Because his cheese has gone missing. His precious cheese, so he thinks they have a rodent problem.
0: Well, he, initially he accuses them of stealing his cheese. Well, no, he says, I think
1: we have mice, unless one yeah, of you so took my cheese.
0: He, he's passive-aggressive about it, but he yes. accuses them of
1: stealing his cheese. And the other guy's just like I I don't know where your cheese is, Alan like And then Pim
0: goes, You missed it. And the other guy turns around and is like, What? He's like, You missed it. He did a spin. It was yes. cool. It was a cool spin thing.
1: And the thing they're watching is a um It's like an intentionally alien. badly done CG alien thing just dancing on a television screen.
0: And it's repeatedly saying, Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching in a really high sp- high pitched sped up voice the yeah. entire time. In fact it's impossible to tell what it's saying. Thank you, captions. Yeah. But yeah, Pim's upset because Yellow Friend missed whatever it was. And also, at this point, I just have to say, Pim is a terrible friend. <laughs> if you have a video that's like longer than 30 seconds, and you just want to show your friend this like one five second part of it, you don't make them watch the whole video. You skip to like two or three seconds before the thing and have them watch it the two or three seconds after the thing. That's it. You're like, hey, check this out. Cool, right? And then you take your phone back, or in this case, you you change you let them change the TV channel. You don't make them watch the entire thing for like a three-second piece. Yeah, but also yellow friend's a shitty friend because purple friend Pim is trying to share something he enjoys. He's like, dude, check this out, and yellow friend obviously agreed to check it out, and then he just doesn't pay attention.
1: Yeah, I'd also like to stay here real quick because I'm not gonna talk about it much more going forward. The show has a very distinctively odd art style on purpose.
0: It reminds me of the art from the Oni channel.
1: Yes. A lot like it for reasons.
0: What are you doing? I'm learning to read big people books. <laughs> That's my favorite Oni video. It's actually one of my favorite videos on the internet.
1: So with Pim being upset, an alarm now goes off and we cut to the outside of the building which we see they're just in a giant smiley face. No, no. This is the second time we see it. We do see it at
0: the beginning because we see it at the beginning, everything's normal outside. Then we cut to this and everybody's running around screaming. We do see it at
1: the beginning. Brain. Memory. Memory. I don't, I don't my care My memory is
0: actually right. triggering.
1: And... The eyes are flashing red. Everyone's screaming now. And then we cut to their boss in a room talking to them.
0: Yep. The boss is like, oh, they've come at an inopportune time. Do you mind watching somebody eat? They're like, nah. Yeah, I mean, you do what you got to do. And then their boss is breastfeeding a small
1: purple man. No, it's like a weird human tone baby thing in a suit. When I, distinctly, we get up cl-
0: I distinctly marked it as a purple thing. but it When might we just-
1: get up close, we can see it's in a suit. It's okay. in a tiny suit.
0: They've been commissioned to help a mom who's child is a bit mopey
1: yeah and so their job is to go make him smile
0: also should be noted mr boss is a man his name is mr boss mm-hmm. they call him sir they call him man he identifies as man yeah and he is breastfeeding a small child thing
1: yeah, that's fun And am him and yellow friend seem like awkward about it and like are trying to get out of the room pretty quickly it seems
0: yeah i'm just saying it's weird
1: and i don't think it's that weird
0: it's definitely meant to be weird too. Yeah, it's
1: meant to be, but I have more problems with the fact that it's being played as a joke or meant to be weird than it actually being weird.
0: Especially with the way he talks to the thing afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, they go to the client's house and this is where you learn yellow friend's lit name. His name is Charlie.
1: Yes. And they arrive to the house in a yellow car with a giant smiley face on top of it. Like not painted on, it's a giant sphere.
0: And they get to the door and Pim's like, man, I'm so glad we get to help a kid. I love kids. And then he just starts yelling.
1: I love oh. kids. And Charlie's just like, I don't, I don't think you should be yelling that, Pim.
0: The mother answers the door. She's obviously super old. She's like the the, the like type of old as like the chocolate grandmother. I was literally SpongeBob about to say chocolate pans. grandma. Yeah, chocolate grandma. Chocolate!
1: Like it, same energy.
0: Yeah, same energy. They're told they're there to help a kid named Desmond. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he might be asleep, so... And she shows him into his room.
1: Well, she walks up to the door, knocks on it, and yells repeatedly, to Desmond, wake up. Yeah. And uh, they go into the room. It's dark. It's kind of messy. There's just a mattress on the floor. And there's an older man. And Desmond is awake. Mm-hmm. He's an older man, wearing a boxer, a smaller shirt, his guts hanging out. And he has a revolver pressed against his head. Yep. And they're immediately fucking taken aback. They're like, oh, oh.
0: And then they're like, what are you going to do with the revolver? He's like, oh, well, I was planning on killing myself.
1: Um, yeah and they're
0: like you don't really want to do that why would you want to do that and he's like
1: they're, just, they're not the ones that are like that charlie's oh, immediately yeah. like okay this seems above our pay grade and Pim's just like you don't want to do that there's so many great things why like, would you
0: why would you want to kill yourself and he's like well my wife left me
1: my kids left me
0: and my dog died last year of heartbreak so nothing left for me so charlie pulls Pim over and he's like look i think this is above our pay grade i said we just let him do it and we go yeah we just go let him do whatever he's gonna do and leave and Pim was like no we gotta try we can't just give up on a job this quickly Pim is an overachiever, and I hate him. Yeah. Also, your job is to, like, make people smile. It's not to talk somebody out of committing
1: suicide. Yeah, so Pim walks up to Desmond after he breaks up his little huddle with Charlie, and he's just like, look, let me just give you a chance to have a great day and prove that there's something worth smiling about and living for.
0: Look, I promise by the end of this beautiful day, you'll have a big, broad smile on your face.
1: Yeah, and Desmond's just like, okay, fine. But if it doesn't work, I'm gonna kill myself. And right in front watch. of you. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, go back to the office. And mm. Pim's just
0: like, yeah, that sounds
1: great. I don't know about that last part, but yay.
0: Back in the office, Alan is obsessively counting the paper clips over on a shelf. Mm-hmm. And then he notices that one's missing. He turns to Fleb,
1: to the- which is Green Friend.
0: Mm-hmm. And Fleb is watching videos on his tablet. And he speaks in gibberish because Alan accuses Fleb of stealing a paperclip. And Fleb's like, I don't know. And Alan's like, I'm not accusing him of stealing a paperclip. He is. And then the mousetrap goes off.
1: Mm-hmm. And so Alan i like, oh, got over you there. Yep. And he wanders over there and we just see a small trail of blood going from the mousetrap trap up the wall to behind the fridge.
0: And so Alan moves the refrigerator to get access to the wall.
1: And there's a giant hole.
0: Giant man-sized hole in the mm-hmm. wall.
1: And then we cut to Pim, Charlie, and Desmond, mm, now at Pim's family's house.
0: Not yet. He steps through the wall here and he finds a white guy sitting at a computer and he goes, Oh yeah. And hey, have this... you seen a mouse? And the white guy goes the white guy covers up the computer and he's like, uh, no? What are you doing? No. I you should check down there.
1: Yeah. And this is uh, this is the person voiced by Finn.
0: And then as Alan's getting ready to go check down there, white guy looks at him and goes, You know, really in the future, before you enter somebody's like residence, you should knock and announce yourself. And Alan's just like, The fuck you mean your residence? You're living in the walls of our office.
1: Well, the guy says um, something about what he's doing isn't any of Alan's business, and Alan's like, You're living in the walls of our office, so it is our business.
0: And rather than rather get in an argument, Alan walks off.
1: Yeah, because the guy's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. So then we cut to pim. And Pim's family sucks.
0: Yeah, Pim takes Desmond to meet his family for family dinner because he's like, you know what's worth living for? Family. family. You know that thing where they all left you. Except that's for your... why you should. That's
1: why you should still live. Except for your mother, who was aggressively yelling earlier, and is seems to be characterized as like like we said, chocolate mom from SpongeBob. Um, and as we know, there, her daughter didn't want her to continue living.
0: So we get introduced to Pim's family. His cousin
1: does he... cool skateboard tricks, and Pim asks him to do one. And, and he, he can't even
0: ollie with a tech
1: deck. Yeah, he pulls out a tech deck. Hey, actually tech decks are dumb and kind of hard to do tricks with but all these are easy with tech decks
0: hey you're dumb and kind of hard to do tricks with fuck you
1: well no i'm kind of hard to do tricks with no fucking me
0: we also get introduced to Pim's sister and he's like i love my sister she she's so great and she's like i literally hate you And wish you were dead
1: yeah and she's sitting next to this giant buff guy and we- a shirt that just has alpha and this is the guy who is voiced by tom fulp
0: and this is her boyfriend. Assumedly. We don't know. No, we do. But she's like she, she calls him her boyfriend. And she like, calls
1: him dear. I don't think she ever says boyfriend. Uh, yeah, that's fair. They could be married. They could be fiancés. They and could be dating. Then Pim points
0: to an empty chair and he's like, and this is where my dad would sit. Normally. But I think he's in the other room. And then we cut to his dad, who is in the other room. He's in the living room watching TV.
1: Watching the exact same show that we started that episode with.
0: And Pim's dad and mom start yelling at each other. His mom is like a stereotypical, like, wino drunk mom, like, mm-hmm. white trash kind of mom. Not to use white trash derogatorily. I know that, like, the stereotype of white trash isn't a thing people choose typically in life. It's just where they end up. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. She is a bad person.
1: And his dad is just like, and he's like, I worked 48 hours down in the mines today.
0: I'm going to sit here and watch my show. And they just yell back and forth. The entire time this is going on though, there are children in the background running around screaming, destroying stuff. There was one
1: crawling in a wall because part of the wall was destroyed and we could see a child crawling around in a wall.
0: Yeah. And so Desmond goes, is this supposed to not make me want to kill myself?
1: Because, uh... And then we hear a gun go off. And just on the other side of Desmond's head, we see some bullet holes hit a wall.
0: Definitely a shotgun because it's got like... It has
1: the the scatter pattern. Yeah. Charlie seems taken back. And Pim's just like, um, you know what else is worth living? Oh, First, Pim's like, you know, I haven't really been home since Christmas. I kind of forgot that family sucks. That there was this much family tension.
0: And then Pim's like, you want to know another reason why you should want to live? friends and then we zoom into Pim's mouth yeah and we cut to a party and Pim is yeah like
1: they're at a house party very obvious like frat party almost mm-hmm. and Pim's like look the best thing about friends is anybody can be a friend you can make a friend anywhere
0: and then he goes to demonstrate this to Desmond and walks up to a guy and like kind of taps him and he's like hey
1: and the guy's like whoa 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 what are you doing don't touch me what are you even doing here should you like go back home to your like wife you're too old to be at this party man and everyone starts laughing and then we see Pim, Charlie, and Desmond just standing back in the middle of the party. And Pim's just like, Well, that was kinda rude. And Charlie's just like, Nah man, you're old.
0: Oh well, Pim's like, I'm not that old, am I? And Charlie's like, eh, we're kind of old, man. Yeah. We're getting old. The best days of our life have passed us by already.
1: There's not really much else to live for. And Desmond's just like, Yup.
0: Yeah. And then Desmond, actually Desmond says specifically, Guess it's time to kill myself.
1: Yeah, and Pim's like, Wait, 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 wait. You know what else is what
0: we're living for? And he's Day like, Dave Land. I, he's like, I know the perfect place that will make you happy.
1: And then we cut to a theme park, which is covered with a generic guy's face and it's dave land yep desmond even asks like what dave land who dave is
0: and pim's like he's right over there you can meet him he He founded dave land
1: yeah dave land he made it
0: so they go on some rides and pim's like this is where i come whenever i get upset
1: Mm -hmm. they have a nice montage and then we're back to alan he's now crawling through the walls with a flashlight in his mouth following the sounds of some scuttling and then
0: he finds a small purple man
1: yes with mm-hmm. a missing hand and his tiny block of cheese trapped under its arm. And I was just like, oh, you're you're not a mouse. And the thing's whimpering in her corner. And I was just like, don't worry. It'll be fine. It's going to be okay. Could you please give me back my cheese? And then the thing stabs him with a paperclip that was missing.
0: And runs off mm-hmm. and hides in what looks like a giant nut sack. A I giant call it purple nutsack.
1: I called it a damp, meaty flesh cocoon. It made me think of uh, the rack nests or waste things. It's hard to tell what they're supposed Which to be in Which also look like
0: giant sacks.
1: I guess. That's not where my mind went, but okay.
0: It was drawn to look like a nut
1: sack i mean probably i'm not good at this stuff
0: (laughs) uh alan starts banging on said purple asking for his
1: cheese back and it unleashes a tidal wave of more of the purple things
0: yeah it kind of explodes open and a bunch of purple men flood the wall Mm -hmm. and like push alan out of the wall and into the kitchen
1: and we cut briefly to mr boss who removes a headphone just says keep it down puts the headphone back on and keeps watching a video
0: yep they flood all the way out of the walls and into the like actual working areas of the office
1: and now we're back with Pim. Charlie and Dez. And Pim's just asking Dez if he feels better now, if he had a great time. And Dez is just like,
0: yeah, I feel, I feel a little bit better.
1: I felt a little bit better. Yeah, I
0: felt a little bit better. But not but anymore.
1: It's gone now. Everything and in life is fleeting. Everything is just a distraction well, from the monotony. and.
0: Pam's like, yeah, that, that's how it works. You experience yeah. happiness, and then it goes away, and you find more happiness. Yeah. And Desmond's like, like you were saying, everything's fleeting. It all goes away.
1: It's a brief distraction from our dreadful drudge to a death yeah. and the uncaring existence of the universe. How can
0: anything in life really matter when eventually the sun will consume us all?
1: Yeah. And yeah. he basically just points out the futility of life, which, yeah, I get man and uh so then charlie <laughs> looks at Pim and she's like you done with trying to make him smile you got anything else and, and so charlie's like well that's gonna be it then desmond well Pim freezes up just like doesn't respond yeah. he's now stuck
0: well yeah and then charlie's like well desmond that's gonna be it then and desmond goes well what about you don't you have anything to show me
1: and charlie's like um look there's that aunt
0: and desmond's like that aunt's not gonna make me happy and then charlie goes oh no i guess we <laughs> failed you we need you to come back to the office and sign some papers
1: and then saying you can... that we failed to make you smile and then you can do what you're gonna do and desmond's just like okay so then we cut to the trio charlie outside of the picks office. Pim up and yeah. carries him out because he is literally like frozen solid almost. So
0: then we cut to the trio outside of the office. We hear the sounds of purple men in the background.
1: Yes. And the door opens and Alan is crucified. Mm-hmm. And then we see one of the purple things take a spear and stab him in the side in case our jesus allegory wasn't enough we do need to indicate that yes he's not just a normal person being crucified this is definitely a jesus allegory well, his th- hands are tied there are then nails through his hands and his feet and then went to stab him under the side of his rib into his lung just so he can drain that blood out that has gathered and sat there to confirm that they're dead
0: and then alan sc- screams about wanting his cheese back and the entire time this is happening the army of purple men is like fighting and killing each other some of them
1: are fighting and killing each other some of them are attacking him some and they're just like cheering at him being and then one of the small purple men see the trio enter into the room the initial one because it's missing a hand and has a paper clip and he a sharpened
0: paper clip and he runs charging at Desmond and then Desmond steps forward and takes the revolver that he's had against his head this entire episode and points it at the little blue man purple man purple man and splatters him all across the floor and then Charlie steps up and he like pats Desmond on the shoulder he's like it's okay, man. You had to do it. He was coming for you. And then Desmond smiles and goes, That felt good.
1: We cut to our commercial. Mm-hmm. It's Desmond now looking a lot better. He has a nice full head of hair. He's wearing a suit. And, uh... It's a
0: commercial for Desmond's blibbly control. A blibbly extermination service.
1: We get a montage in here of him hitting them with hammers, shooting them, setting them on fire, gassing them, whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. The end of the episode, though, see the friend sitting around a table in the kitchen. Charlie's saying, man, I guess Desmond just needed some purpose in his life.
1: Yeah, he's talking to Alan because we see that Pim is now a gray, dried-out husk just sitting in the chair still.
0: Mm-hmm. And Alan's just happy he has his cheese back. Yep. And in the background, Flub is cleaning blibly blood up from the ground.
1: Yeah. And... Then the TV screen shatters from the television in their, like, break room. And that alien thing is back, and it's just waving and saying, Hello, thank you for watching, hello, thank you for watching, hello, thank you for watching, hello, thank you for watching. hello, thank you for watching.
0: Yep, that's the show. Hello, thank you for watching.
1: <laughs> and as it's saying that, the two argue in the background over who's going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, so, what do you think of Smiling Friends?
0: My initial feeling towards this show. I was watching it, and we paused to take some notes, and I was stuck looking at the screen. And my initial thought was, how the hell do shows that look this terrible get made into full series on television. When things like Sig and Tessa by Scott Falco only get three episodes on the internet because he can't afford to continue making it, even though it's got better story, plot, and character than this show will ever have. And then by the end of the episode, I was like, you know what?
1: Good show. Like it. Funny. I mean, part of the thing that sells these those types of shows, though, is actually the simplistic bit of the art. Because, oh, we can sell it on its comedy, and then if we have very simplistic art with a very simple palette, it doesn't take as much to produce or turn around, so it costs us less to put out.
0: I'm just saying we should aim for a higher quality, even in comedy. The bar should be higher.
1: I'm sorry. That's not, that's not how things work.
0: I didn't say it was. I said it's how it should work. What about you? What do you think of Smiling Friends episode one from 2020?
1: I, uh, <laughs> this is very much art style I do not like. I just don't. It's never been a type of art style I really enjoy. Like, some of the styles, like, they use, like, they zoom in on Pim at the end when he's in his great house, which is going for the hyper-realistic, um, think, like, any time in, like, Spongebob, they do hyper-realistic in view of someone. Gross-out shots. yeah literally cartoon gross shots. They're the thing that exist. Yeah,
0: I think, And like, th- they're fine. Ren and Stimpy probably, like... Oh, Ren and Stimpy made it yeah. so fucking popular.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it does a gross shot on that, but a lot of its style isn't as hyper-realistic gross but it does use, like, a similar gross style for a lot of stuff. And, like, it's never been my favorite art style. I'm fine with gross shots here and there, because, like, they accent the moment or comedy bit, but overall I'm not a fan of it the entire time, and that's kind of what the show does.
0: We did forget to mention the title of this episode. The title of episode one of Smiling Friends is... Des- Big Day Out. Yes. Just for anybody that was wondering. It's not called Pilot.
1: It's not. That takes us to episode two. I mean, I wasn't done. Oh, I'm sorry. That was just my thought on the art. Uh, I don't like most of the comedy in it because a lot of its comedy is weird sounds, funny thing, look, or it's the gross out bit, but there are good moments here that I enjoy. Really, when it's not doing its erratic, frenetic comedy or its weird, manic comedy, I like the darker comedy bits, the black comedy bits involving Desmond, basically. The two
0: best comedic moments from this episode are right after Pym is like, by the end of this beautiful day, you'll have a broad smile on your face as Desmond goes, well, okay, but if I don't, I'm gonna kill myself and make you watch. And that, when it that's says,
1: make you watch, it distorts the tone and drops it low and we zoom in on his face a bit and that's
0: fine that's fucking hilarious the second one is after alan goes into the wall and he's talking to the white guy and they have their like little bit of banter like
1: i was also pretty amused by the uh overdone jesus allegory oh uh, really i found it amusing
0: i thought it was hilarious when charlie went to console um, oh no that was also great like the desmond. darker moment he, he like goes to console desmond and Desmond's like i don't need consolation this is the most alive i've felt in years
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just the cartoon satirizing and imagery of Jesus equivocally on a cross being stabbed with the spear of longinus and all the people. Um, That done in cartoon format where it's all just ridiculous and the characters are weirdly drawn, not vaguely human, really represents how amusing I find Christianity overall.
0: Have you ever felt the thrill of killing a man? I have. Like, that's just Desmond. He's just like, have you ever felt the thrill of killing a man? Anyways, now it's time to fast forward two years to episode two, Mr. Frog.
1: Which came out January 2022.
0: Literally last month.
1: Yeah. So this show was originally on Adult Swim for their April Fool's thing. They do it a lot. but They just have a show. A lot of the times, the shows may not get picked back up. It's kind of their test of like, look, here's the show. And if no one likes it, haha, it's fine. Funny, it was a joke. But if people do, we'll option it for a show. And so they optioned this, and then pandemic stuff happened, so I got pushed back to 2022.
0: Yeah. Anyways, episode two opens with the same opening as episode one: title card, flashy lights, erratic music, mm-hmm.
1: and then we see a bug sitting on a rock.
0: Yeah, we open with Mr. Frog Show, a show about Mr. Frog who eats bugs.
1: I'm Mr. Frog, hello, I'm Mr. Frog, I eat bug, that's the show.
0: Yep, and then we zoom out, and there's an actual live-action woman, which threw me for a <laughs> fucking loop,
1: dude. And in a very, I would say, almost Dateline-esque story bit yeah. here, she's we reading exposition. a new story, and she's
0: like, and that's how Mr. Frog, which ran for 47 seasons, and launched something called Frogomania, came to an end a week ago when Mr. Frog attempted to swallow a TMZ reporter whole.
1: I mean, she doesn't ever say he attempted to swallow him, she says that he was in his mouth, just in his mouth, mm. for seven minutes, no harm was caused, and during the bit about Frogmania, we see that he had toys. He had a giant convention. And when she mentions that it went bad and that he had a TMZ reporter in his mouth for seven minutes. Before, when she talks about the downfall, we see someone like firebombing a car. We see fires in the background. It's just a TMZ reporter in his mouth. Yep.
0: The studio in charge of Mr. Frog Show is now reportedly looking for a new star to take the role of Mr. Frog. And then we got yep. to the friend's kitchen where Charlie's bitching because he's like...
1: So I wouldn't call it their kitchen. It's definitely like their business. Well, oh no, like, yeah, no, like... kitchen.
0: Yeah, The business is Smiling Friends. So it's the friend's I- kitchen. Yeah. Capital F for friends. Yeah.
1: You they're, know that's misleading.
0: They're not, I don't even think they're friends. I think they're co workers. So I don't think it's misleading at all.
1: I think Pim considers him a friend.
0: I think Pim considers all of them friends, but I also think Pim's an overachiever and a person that nobody wants to hang out with outside of work.
1: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs>
0: I'd rather hang out with Alan. Yeah, Alan's the only reasonable person out
1: of all of them. I mean, Charlie seems fine. No, he doesn't. In the first episode, as of what we know, going into episode two, Charlie seems fine.
0: When the Duck Dynasty man said those racial slurs and shit, Charlie's the dude that was like, nah, he shouldn't be canceled. That's his show.
1: Yeah. So, because
0: speaking of, that's exactly what Charlie says here. Charlie says, You can't replace Mr. Frog. It was his show.
1: Yeah. And you know, like
0: when they took Roseanne out of Roseanne.
1: Yeah. Charlie's the worst. So, Pim's just like, I've never seen the show. was not anything good? And Charlie's just like, Oh, yeah, it's great. You only really need to watch seasons four through 17, though. You can ignore the rest.
0: Because if you didn't catch it earlier, there were 47 seasons of
1: Mr. Frog. In the background, we see Alan doing some dishes. Yeah, Alan just doing dishes. So while Pim and Charlie are talking about the frog thing, and Charlie's kind of, you know, upset, Mr. Boss pokes his head in while he's chomping down on a nice big plate of spaghetti. He's just like, if you're that worried about it, you can go go help him out. Yeah, it's our job to help people
0: out. Go help him out. Charge him for your services. And-
1: he doesn't tell them to charge for her services, but, like, obviously they're going to. They're in yeah, business. Yeah, and Charlie's
0: like, you know what? That's a great idea. And Alan turns around and he goes, like, hey, guys, has anybody seen Glup? He hasn't come into work today. We have no idea who Glup is.
1: Yeah, and uh, when Charlie agrees, Pim's it's very unsure because Pim's just like, really? It's that's that's pretty fucking controversial.
0: Mm-hmm. We then cut to Mr. Frog auditions. The casting director is, like, automatically vetoing everyone. He's like, Yeah, we no. see a
1: goblin come in who's doing a pretty good Mr. Frog bit. And he's just like, get out. It's horrible. Blah, 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 blah. And then Glup comes in. And Glup is Flev from episode one
0: yeah they just changed his name which um pisses me off there's no reason for that that's such a continuity issue why would you just change his name like that
1: i mean i'm down with it if they change his name in every episode if it's a gimmick if not i'm like why but oh well
0: we're judging it based on two episodes right now it's a continuity error i don't care. in episode three it becomes a gimmick
1: yeah, so Gleb walks in and immediately the executive is just like, this is the worst. I don't even need to see him perform. I don't want to see this audition. It's horrible.
0: This is the worst one yet. What and are then you doing?
1: Gleb spits on him and the executive is just like, do that again. So and Gleb then- spits on him again. The executive is just like, that's it. You've got the job. You're hired. You're just like, Frog, you got that bad boy edge, but we can tame it. We're going to make so much money, you and me. Also, I'd just like to note in this room, there is a creation of Adam portrait, but it has the executive as God and Frog as Adam. I did
0: not see that. That so is amazing. In the background,
1: amazing. or it was two frogs. I don't remember which. It may have been frog as God and frog as Adam. But it's, it's the creation of Adam. Art right, in the background. There's a um, frog topiary next to the assistant when she's bringing people, and there's a frog statue on the shelf. This business is clearly only potato float by frog, which uh, makes like, sense. It's the, been running the for four called, seasons. like... Frog Studios.
0: Frog Studios. Yeah. Yeah. So then we cut to Charlie and Pim, and they're at Mr. Frog's mansion,
1: which has a giant statue of frog outside on a water fountain, and his knockers are his own face.
0: Yep, so they go up to the door, knock on it. Mr. Frog opens the door a crack. Immediately slams it shut and, and then like, immediately slams it in their face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're just like, "No, no, no, no. We're here to help you. We're not reporters.
0: We're going to get your job back." And then Mr. Frog opens the door and they're like, "Wow, your house is so nice. What do you do around here all day?" And he's just like, "I watch Jimmy Fallon clips all day long." Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit of a tour of Mr. Frog's house. Mm-hmm. He's got a gym which a has a theater. giant mural
1: of himself on it. He has a home theater which is only showing movies or shows with him in it. And he's got a like zoo. It seems to be one small room about the size of my living room, so very small and as a uh, bear wolf tiger snake what i think was an eagle and a very blatantly dead dolphin because the water there was supposedly which is way too small is a filthy sludge
0: and they're all fighting each other and trying to kill each other mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Charlie's just like, what a beautiful animal sanctuary you have here, man.
0: And they're like, man, it's so great that you have all of this. You don't even really need your job. And Mr. Fogg's like, if I don't get my job back, I'm going to lose all of this. I don't have money to afford this.
1: Yeah. So they, they're just like, okay, well, we can do... And they're trying to come up with stuff. And our camera swings around. That way, we're looking at those two and seeing the animal sanctuary in the background. We see some blood splatter. And then Mr. Frog immediately runs around. And he's blocking that. So we see see a bit of blood behind him because he's blocking the blatant animal murder going on behind him.
0: It's not animal murder its nature animals kill each other all the time
1: most of the creatures in that room should not be living in the same environment there (laughs) anyways Pim goes well also he definitely murdered that dolphin that's on him
0: Pim then goes well mr frog could just apologize
1: and frog's like yeah but uh hello i'm not sorry
0: because mr frog peppers his speech with the word hello hello like it's a character trait. It's not. It's annoying.
1: Nah, it's definitely a character trait. Hello!
0: And Mr. Frog's like, I'm not sorry, though. And, yeah, hello, I'm not sorry. And Charlie's like, he doesn't even need to apologize to begin with. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. We just need to rehabilitate his image. So... Show the world the
1: good side of Mr. Frog. While Charlie and Pim themselves are talking about that, Frog then just looks at Pim and goes like, can I pull your hair?
0: And Pim says no, but obviously that doesn't matter to Mr. Frog. He's a superstar. You can't tell him no.
1: Yeah, so he pulls the hair and Pim screams and scrunches it up, which just one thing, because I did, like, see yeah we, a clip like trailer, trailer of this yeah. when it was originally told me i should watch it and um according to Pim, at least in that trailer that's not a hair it's an exposed that, nerve follicle yeah that's just a nerve ending sticking out of his head which would explain the extremely excruciating pain yell
0: we then cut to glup at a table reading for mr frog show mm-hmm. and, setting
1: bog dusk
0: yeah we go through the whole thing glup does his lines which again gibberish glup
1: speaks in gibberish and no one reacts to the table and
0: then he spits everybody- and
1: everyone bursts out laughing
0: Yep. So everybody leaves the table. The director comes over. He's like, you know, that was hilarious what you did back there. And he like gestures back behind his shoulder, even though well hasn't left the table yet. He's just like back there and gestures back behind himself. But
1: you know. The spitting, a little too aggressive, a little too toxic. Yeah, it's what got you the job, but it reminds people a bit too much of Mr. Frog. So we're going to need you to not do that.
0: You need a new shtick. There's going to be two million people watching the premiere of the new Mr. Frog show, and you don't
1: want to disappoint them. That's more than the finale of M.A.S.H. That's not me saying that. That is from the show.
0: I wonder how many people did watch the finale. Oh, it,
1: it, it, two million should be still more than that, but M.A.S.H. had a giant like live viewing for the finale.
0: I know for a while, and it still might actually be the case, it was the most watched episode of television ever like mm-hmm. for, for its first for showing quite
1: a long while yeah but then he's just like you don't want to ruin your career like mr frog did do you
0: then we cut to charlie Pim and mr frog and they're at a signing so that fans mm-hmm. can meet mr frog and learn how great of a person he is yeah
1: and Charlie and Pim are talking and Pim's just like Frog doesn't look too good at the moment Charlie's just like it's fine he's just gonna be meeting friends it's great
0: and then the first fan comes out he's like hey can I get a selfie with you Mr. Frog
1: and Frog immediately grabs him and starts to choke him mm-hmm. one arm out lifting the guy up so Frog has some pretty good strength like, eh?
0: or he's just like tapping that PCP angel dust strength
1: because <laughs>
0: he's strung out on drugs
1: yeah and both Pim and Charlie and everyone in the line start to freak out and they're just like let, let him go let him go and he's like he insulted me no he just wanted a picture so he eventually drops like guy and then everyone runs screaming from the bookstore
0: we then cut to a shooting range behind mr frog's
1: house Mm -hmm. where mr frog is shooting an assault rifle and doing some type of drug he snorted it you could tell by the sound but we don't see it happen but it's very purple and charlie is also shooting on
0: the range with a pistol Mm -hmm. and him sitting to the side he's like what are we gonna do now
1: and Charlie's just like,
0: well, when my uncle killed a family by wrecking into them with his car, after he gave away a big check,
1: like one of those big cardboard checks. Yeah, no one cared anymore. It was fine. And Pim's like, you know, that could work. But first we have to sober him up. And so he they- just takes the entire giant bag of drugs.
0: Mm-hmm. So then we cut to a charity event, which Mr. Frog is on stage and he has a giant check for a million dollars, and he looks super pale and can barely speak.
1: His mouth is super dry.
0: And Pim like looks over at Charlie's like, I don't know if it was such a good idea to just go cold turkey.
1: Well, Pim says that after Charlie's just like, I can tell you one thing, this isn't gonna work. No, mm-hmm.
0: Charlie said, I-, I can tell you one thing, this is gonna work.
1: But I said it isn't. No, this oh, is. Okay.
0: He was super confident. Got gotcha. you. And he was like, I don't know if going cold turkey off those drugs was the right move. And so Mr. Frog is at the mine and he's thanking everybody for the opportunity. To and, make amends. Yeah, and
1: the woman who's going to receive the check is kinda like trying to rush him along and reaches her hands out to grab the check.
0: And somehow, using the check, Mr. Frog cuts her hands off.
1: Both of them. So she falls to the ground screaming in pain and crying, and everyone runs away screaming.
0: Pandemonium ensues.
1: Yes. That night Charlie Pim appalled.
0: That night, in Mr. Frog's pool and hot tub, mm-hmm. Frog
1: just chilling in his pool, floating on a chair.
0: And Charlie in a hot tub and Pim laying on a- lounge chair. They're talking about what to do now.
1: And Pim was like, somehow on drugs, it was worse.
0: Somehow off of drugs.
1: Yeah, somehow it was worse off of drugs.
0: Yeah. Charlie's like, it's all right. I gave him sleeping pills now. And Pim looks over and he's like, is it okay if he's in the pool with his sleeping pills?
1: And Charlie's just like, no one's done anything crazy on sleeping pills. Charlie also tells Pim that he got the sleeping pills from his uncle. Because his uncle had the sleeping pills to is- help him sleep after he ran through a crowd of people in a car. Yeah, he needed the sleeping pill in order to sleep after just murdering people with his car again. And Ben was just like, your uncle? Sounds like he gets on a lot of car accidents. And Charlie's just like, yeah. He, he likes loves his, his cars. Yeah.
0: And then Ben's like, I don't even know what type of platform would let Mr. Frog on to speak
1: anymore. And then Charlie has an idea. And they cut to the Jimmy Fallon show. Mm-hmm. Frog is sitting in the chair. Fallon's greeting him and Fallon's just like, man, we've been friends for so long. It's kind of hard to see this. Like, I'm feeling kind of sorry for you, man. Like, it sucks. And Frog's just like, yeah. And Fallon then goes, what's the hardest part of working on the Mr. Frog show, Ben? Yeah,
0: what, what was the hardest part of working on the Mr. Frog show? And Mr. Frog's like,
1: Well, it was working
0: with... All those filthy... (laughs) And then we cut off of the Jimmy Fallon show because, uh...
1: Yeah, we see Charlie and Pam in, like, the back area in the green room. Just staring at the screen. Faces both, like, oh. Fuck.
0: and we cut to the set of the mr. even Fr-
1: even charlie acknowledges that it was bad at that point
0: then we cut to the set of the mr frog show and the bug who is like the co-star of the show is talking to glup about how he knew mr frog had issues but not that they went this deep like can yeah. you even imagine the show would be doomed if i wasn't the actual star of it
1: yeah if i hadn't been carrying the show forever
0: yeah then they start rehearsal and glup after he says his lines does the spit thing and the director's like i told you not to spit
1: yeah the entire crew starts laughing the exec gets angry, and just like. I told you not to spit. It's too toxic. Do it again.
0: And then Glep is like really sarcastic and like his, his again, he speaks in gibberish. His gibberish is sassier. His gibberish is sassy and aggressive and the director goes, it's too toxic, too aggressive. And it comes up and punches Glep in the gut. He doesn't punch him. He hits him with a script. Oh, he hits him with a script. Mm-hmm. My bad.
1: And then tells him to do it again. And then Glep just does it again, but it's flat.
0: In the most passive, monotone voice. Mm-hmm. And the director's like, look guys, I saved the show. It's going to go great.
1: It's the exact same show, but without any of the toxicity or aggression i've single-handedly saved this show
0: mm-hmm. we then cut back to charlie and Pim, and they're talking to mr frog and they're like look you've been blacklisted you've been deplatformed the, the new mystery frog show starts tonight your career is over you're I- never getting another job in the industry yeah.
1: well they start saying that after mr frog who is so fucking disconnected from everything starts this scene with so do i have my job back now
0: oh yeah i forgot that part so after they're like your career is over mr frog walks over picks up a photo and he's like maybe i should just do what i should have done in the beginning
1: mm-hmm hello Yep, and then we cut to the Frog Studios, where the director is introducing the new version of the show to the live audience. The
0: new and improved Mr. Frog mm-hmm. show!
1: So Glep does his bit as told. The audience hates it, boos. And the executive is just like, why do they hate it? We spent so much money on $2. this. $2.5 million on this. They should love it, what's wrong? And then Mr. Frog bursts into the room.
0: And everybody cheers, and he goes up to the mic and he's like, Look, I really just need to apologize for everything I've done wrong lately. And then I... the
1: executive cuts him off before he can finish. Or actually get the full apology out. And he's just like, no one wants to hear from you. You're over. You're done. In fact, here's the contract that proves Every- it.
0: Everybody knows how toxic you are now. And then Mr. Frog pulls a Gitchrog monster and just eats the motherfucker.
1: Yeah, we see some blood on his mouth. The audience cheers. We see the television viewers at home cheering. We
0: see people in the office cheering. The, th- yeah. Yeah.
1: We see Mr. Boss cheering. Uh, Alan doesn't really seem to pay much attention. Yeah. And then we move over to...
0: Pim and Charlie. And Pim's
1: like... Did we just kill that guy? Is it our fault that he's dead? And Charlie's just like, I I have no clue.
0: Mr. Frog then smiles. And then we come back to the live action woman. And she's like, and this is the clip that relaunched his career. It got over 2 million views in the first week.
1: I'm pretty sure they said 2 billion views in the first week. My bad. 2 billion views in the first week. And now Mr. Frog is running his own show that he owns completely. And because of that, he's now one of the richest men in the world.
0: And then Mr. Frog shows up next to the woman. She screams, runs off set, and well, the episode ends.
1: He shows up next to her, says hello, raises a hammer towards her head. Mm, yes. She screams and runs off the set. Yes. I have to assume his new show is just murdering people because the crowd loved that.
0: show is still somewhat enjoyable, mm-hmm. even if there are no likable characters at all. Like, at this point, yeah. Like in the first episode, it was like,
1: Charlie, my spirit animal. This dude's like... Yo, yeah, well, I'm still down with Alan. That's fair. Alan... He had, like, one line in this episode, but I'm down. I'm still down with Alan. Alan seems fine.
0: Literally one line in this episode. Has anybody seen Glove? I think he didn't come to work today. Yeah. What do you think? I Like I said, I think the show is still funny.
1: I still think the show is good. Uh, it's definitely not a show I would go out of my way to watch. If mm-hmm. it's a show on in the background, I'd be more than fine with it being on. I might actually pay attention here and there. It's one of those shows I could zone in and out of, but it's not my particular cup of tea. But I don't hate it. I definitely see why people would enjoy the show
0: so lately i've been doing a lot of grinding in pokemon just like trying to build a competitive team for a battle league some of my friends and i are doing yeah and for when diamond and pearl actually get support, never gonna happen support from it's never game. gonna happen
1: Nintendo doesn't support stuff
0: i guess game Freaker or the pokemon company finally decided to do it
1: they don't um, do that either
0: but so i've been doing a lot of that which means it's a lot of riding your bike back and forth in pokemon waiting for eggs to hatch and i need something to, to like listen to or watch in the background and this show is perfect for that like the episodes are like 10 to 12 minutes long each. Yep. There's eight episodes in the first season, so that means I have an hour of the show left to watch. That's an hour of, like, driving a bike up and down the road while hatching Torchic's and Raltses and Salamances and whatever. Pokemans. Bagon's, actually, not Salamance. Bagon's the first form. Gibbles so on and so forth
1: Gimli's, bilbos it's
0: bilbos leglesses legless i that's the plural Leglessi, for that? obviously yeah, yeah that's the plural for that gandalf scott i i can't wait to get that perfect iv gandalf
1: really because like everyone knows you you want the perfect iv balrog
0: i mean yeah obviously balrog is your sweeper but gandalf is like a setup
1: eh, really i'm only there for his mega evolution into gandalf the white this is the
0: stupidest post like <clears throat> anyways
1: i was making fun of your pokemon stuff but i'm i'm down with my joke continuing <laughs>
0: Anyways, so overall, you like the show or no? Would you suggest that viewers should watch it?
1: If you like some absurdist humor... With a tinge of dark comedy or black comedy to it.
0: And a little social commentary sprinkled mm-hmm. in.
1: And you're not bothered by absurdist art or gross-out art. Yeah, this show would actually be great for you. I uh, am vaguely amused by absurdist humor sometimes. Not a huge fan of consistent gross-out art. Here and there is fine. I think it needs to be accented. And I do like the dark comedy bits. But So I would suggest it for certain people and for most other people, no. Or it's a let it play if it's already playing.
0: I think the show is... like I'm not... A- fan of comedy stuff in general typically which is weird like i like actually i'm a fan of comedy but it has to be like structured storytelling comedy not so much clip style shows like family guy or robot chicken or even south park really i don't like south park but like stuff like american dad very good and this hits closer to that american dad style vibe than it does the family guy style vibe of comedy
1: it hits quite close i would say to something like chicago illinois for people that have watched that i have not i know you haven't But that was just a reference for other people out there.
0: So I I think if you like comedy cartoons ones that have plot and structure yeah smiling friends is probably for you yeah i would agree Hmm, cool so that brings us to the final bit where we tell you if you want to contact us directly and let us know shows we should watch so that we can watch them for you because we watch the shows you recommend you can email us at copilotsreview at gmail.com
1: you can find us on twitter at copilotsreview
0: you can find us on our website at copilotsreview.simplecast.com which has the links for our twitter our discord our youtube and our email.
1: Thank you for flying with us and please fly again soon. Hello, thank you for watching. 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 Hello, many thanks.